Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Here on March the 7th, as we continue to do our Bible reading plan together, remember our goal this year, get through the entire Bible in one year. Today, we're going to be reading in Nehemiah chapter 8, where Ezra reads the book of the law to the people after it's been gone for a long time, they've been in captivity, and they've kind of forgotten God's word. As we read this together, let this remind you why God's word is so important, okay? So here we go, jumping in at Nehemiah chapter 8. All the people came together as one in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra, the teacher of the law, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. He read it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men, women, and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra, the teacher of the law, stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. Beside him on his right stood Matithia, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Masiah, and on his left were Pedaiah, Mishael, Milkiah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them, and as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, amen. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Maasiah, Kalita, Azariah, Jazabad, Hanan, and Peleiah instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food, and to celebrate with great joy because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. On the second day of the month, the heads of all the families, along with the priests and the Levites, gathered around Ezra the teacher to give attention to the words of the law. They found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded through Moses, that the Israelites were to live in temporary shelters during the festival of the seven months and that they should proclaim this word and spread it throughout their towns and in Jerusalem. Go out into the hill country and bring back branches from olive and wild olive trees, 
and from myrtles, palms, and shade trees to make temporary shelters, as it is written. So the people went out and brought back branches and built themselves temporary shelters on their own roofs, and in their courtyards, and in the courts of the house of God, and in the square by the water gate, and the one by the gate of Ephraim. The whole company that had returned from exile built temporary shelters and lived in them. From the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, the Israelites had not celebrated it like this, and their joy was very great. Day after day, from the first day to the last, Ezra read from the book of the law of God. They celebrated the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day, in accordance with the regulation, there was an assembly. Nehemiah chapter 9 On the twenty-fourth day of the same month, the Israelites gathered together, fasting and wearing sackcloth and putting dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descendant had separated themselves from all foreigners. They stood in their places and confessed their sins and the sins of their ancestors. They stood where they were and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day and spent another quarter in confession and in worshiping the Lord their God. Standing on the stairs of the Levites were Jeshua, Bani, Kadmiel, Shabaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kenani. They cried out with loud voices to the Lord their God. And the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pathahiah said, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, who is from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you, and you made a covenant with him to give to his descendants the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites. You have kept your promise because you are righteous. You saw the suffering of our ancestors in Egypt. You heard their cry at the Red Sea. You sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his officials and all the people of his land, for you knew how arrogantly the Egyptians treated them. You made a name for yourself, which remains to this day. You divided the sea before them so that they passed through it on dry ground, but you hurled their pursuers into the depths like a stone into mighty waters. By day you led them with a pillar of cloud, and by night with a pillar of fire, to give them light on the way they were to take. You came down on Mount Sinai. You spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and laws that are just and right, and decrees and commands that are good. You made known to them your holy Sabbath, and gave them commands, decrees, and laws through your servant Moses. In their hunger, you gave them bread from heaven, and in their thirst, you brought them water from the rock. You told them to go in and take possession of the land you had sworn with uplifted hand to give them. But they, 
our ancestors, became arrogant and stiff-necked, and they did not obey your commands. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you did not desert them, even when they cast for themselves an image of a calf and said, This is your God who brought you up out of Egypt, or when they committed awful blasphemies. Because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet become swollen. You gave them kingdoms and nations, allotting to them even the remotest frontiers. They took over the country of Sihon, king of Heshbon, and the country of Og, king of Bashan. You made their children as numerous as the stars in the sky, and you brought them into the land that you told their parents to enter and possess. Their children went in and took possession of the land. You subdued before them the Canaanites who lived in the land. You gave the Canaanites into their hands, along with their kings and the peoples of the land, to deal with them as they pleased. They captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took possession of houses filled with all kinds of good things. Wells already dug, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate to the full and were well nourished. They reveled in your great goodness. But they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who had warned them in order to turn them back to you. They committed awful blasphemies. So you delivered them into the hands of their enemies who oppressed them. But when they were opposed, they cried out to you. From heaven you heard them, and in your great compassion you gave them deliverers, who rescued them from the hand of their enemies. But as soon as they were at rest, they again did what was evil in your sight. Then you abandoned them to the hand of their enemies, so that they ruled over them. And when they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven. And in your compassion, you delivered them time after time. You warned them in order to turn them back to your law, but they became arrogant and disobeyed your commands. They sinned against your ordinances, of which you said, the person who obeys them will live by them. Stubbornly, they turned their backs on you, became stiff-necked, and refused to listen. For many years, you were patient with them. By your spirit, you warned them through your prophets, yet they paid no attention. So you gave them into the hands of the neighboring peoples. But in your great mercy, you did not put an end to them or abandon them. For you are a gracious and merciful God. Now therefore, our God, the great God, mighty and awesome, who keeps his covenant of love, do not let all this hardship seem trifling in your eyes. The hardship that has come on us, 
on our kings and leaders, on our priests and prophets, on our ancestors and all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria until today. In all that has happened to us, you have remained righteous. You have acted faithfully while we acted wickedly. Our kings, our leaders, our priests, and our ancestors did not follow your law. They did not pay attention to your commands or the statues you warned them to keep. Even while they were in their kingdom, enjoying your great goodness to them in the spacious and fertile land you gave them, they did not serve you or turn from their evil ways. But see, we are slaves today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors so they could eat its fruit and the other good things it produces. Because of our sin, its abundant harvest goes to the kings you have placed over us. They rule over our bodies and our cattle as they please. We are in great distress. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement, putting it in writing, and our leaders, our Levites, and our priests are affixing their seal to it. Nehemiah chapter 10 Those who sealed it were Nehemiah the governor, the son of Hakaliah, Zedekiah, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pasher, Amariah, Malchiah, Hattush, Shabaniah, Malak, Haram, Merimoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathan, Baruch, Meshalam, Abiah, Miamin, Meaziah, Bilgai, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. The Levites, Jeshua son of Azaniah, Benui, of the sons of Henadad, Cadmiel, and their ancestors, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kalida, Peleiah, Hanan, Mekah, Rahab, Hashabiah, Zekher, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Beninu, the leaders of the people, Perash, Pehath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Asgad, Bebai, Adoniah, Bigvi, Adin, Atur, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bezai, Harif, Anothath, Nabai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Hazur, Meshezabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Anaiah, Hashia, Hananiah, Hashub, Helohesh, Pilha, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabna, Measiah, Ahiah, Hinnan, Anan, Malak, Haram, and Baana. The rest of the people, priests, Levites, gatekeepers, musicians, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring peoples for the sake of the law of God together with their wives and all their sons and daughters, who were able to understand. All these now joined their fellow Israelites, the nobles, and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord our God. We promise not to give our daughters in marriage to the peoples around us or take their daughters for our sons. When the neighboring peoples bring merchandise or grain to sell on the Sabbath, 
We will not buy from them on the Sabbath or on any holy day. Every seventh year, we will forego working the land and will cancel all debts. We assume the responsibility for carrying out the commands to give a third of a shekel each year for the service of the house of God, for the bread set out on the table, for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbaths, at the new moon feasts and at the appointed festivals, for the holy offerings, for sin offerings, to make atonement for Israel and for all the duties of the house of our God. We, the priests, the Levites, and the people, have cast lots to determine when each of our families is to bring to the house of our God at set times each year a contribution of wood to burn on the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law. We also assume responsibility for bringing to the house of the Lord each year the first fruits of our crops and of every fruit tree, as it is also written in the law. We will bring the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, of our herds and of our flocks to the house of our God, to the priests ministering there. Moreover, we will bring to the storerooms of the house of our God, to the priests, the first of our ground meal, of our grain offerings, of the fruit of all our trees, and of our new wine and olive oil. And we will bring a tithe of our crops to the Levites, For it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all the towns where we work. A priest descended from Aaron is to accompany the Levites when they receive the tithes, and the Levites are to bring a tenth of the tithes up to the house of our God, to the storerooms of the treasury. The people of Israel, including the Levites, are to bring their contributions of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms, where the articles for the sanctuary and for the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the musicians are also kept. We will not neglect the house of our God. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. Listen one more time to Nehemiah 9 verse 28. He said, And when they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven. And in your compassion, you delivered them time after time. Nehemiah is making a statement for the people to hear. He is talking with God and remembering God's faithfulness. And he is doing this at a time when the people are remembering their lack of faithfulness. Ezra had just read the book of the law of Moses. And the interesting thing is that everyone old enough to understand stood there together and listened. This was probably around the age of 12 and older, and they all stood there just listening to the word of the Lord for half of the day. And after listening, they responded. They realized their corruptness that had been influenced by the people of the land, and they began to respond appropriately. When was the last time you heard the word of God and were convicted? Because here's the thing. We are all influenced by the world around us. The only way we get convicted of it is through the reading of his word in proper response to it. So they heard the word and responded in humility. As Nehemiah says these words, he is reminding them of God's faithfulness. He has delivered them time and time again. You know, it's awfully easy to complain and wish things were different. If you're anything like me, 
you can easily identify the things that you wish God would change. When we do this, it's easy to wallow in self-pity and wish life was just easier for us. But when we get focused on this, we forget that he has faithfully taken care of us over and over again. In fact, can you take a moment and think of a time when God has come through for you? Maybe it was by providing when there seemed to be a lack of resource. Maybe it was through supernatural forgiveness that reconciled a relationship. Or maybe it was healing for you or someone you love. If we stop and think about it, God has been so faithful throughout all the generations. This is why we read the Word of God. It reminds us of His faithfulness and how He has provided for us. Even if the only fact we understood was that Jesus died so that we could have life, there's nothing better than that. But as we read the Word of God, we see that throughout the years, God has put up with human rebellion and has faithfully turned his heart toward mankind and delivered us. Jesus is the biggest proof of this. Paul says it this way, While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. This was just another example of God's relentless pursuit of human relationship with him. Did you know that God has been chasing after you since the beginning of time? He knew and understood that our hearts are bent on rebellion, but that sure didn't stop him from chasing after us. He desperately wants to be with you, so he delivers us time and time again. You might feel forgotten, abandoned, or even let down by God, but I promise you, God loves you more than you will ever understand. You are his loved piece of creation, and he will not stop until you have the chance to be with him. So listen to God's word. Hear how desperately God loves you. Learn how you've blocked him and respond in humility. But most importantly, let God love you today. Understand that he has proven that, and he will do it again and again and again until you understand that he desperately loves you. That's all the time we have together for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.